0: From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the
1: Air. I'm Danny Wisentowski. A couple weeks ago on this program, we focused on one group's efforts to build a basketball court in St. Louis's fairground neighborhood. The African People's Socialist Party saw a need, raised $130,000 from a GoFundMe campaign and that court is scheduled to open to the public later this month. Despite basketball status as one of America's most popular sports, the availability of courts in St. Louis's public parks is surprisingly rare. We promised to follow-up on basketball in St. Louis. And for more, here's producer Maya Norfleet.
0: It's been a long time coming, but plans are finally in place to install basketball courts in two of St. Louis's largest parks. Tower Grove Park and Forest Park are set to get courts sometime next year. Forest Park is 146 years old. It's nationally recognized for its great zoo and world-class museums. Tower Grove Park will celebrate its 150th anniversary this fall. It once had basketball courts over 30 years ago. So what took so long? Where have St. Louisans been left to live out their hoop dreams? And what does the lack of basketball courts in many St. Louis parks say about who we are as a community? The St. Louis on the Air team asked for your thoughts on social media. We learned that many of you have issues with finding a place to play that doesn't cost money. Like Tyler Small. He grew up in Florissant and as kids, he and his friends often improvised and MacGyvered their way to get a game in.
2: Trying to find a court was really difficult, especially as a kid, because you would either have to walk miles to get to one uh, and then walk back after playing. Unless you were lucky enough to get a ride or ask for a ride, which really wasn't the case all the time. And yeah, I'd say even times when we were kids, I had neighbors who put together a milk crate and that's how they played, just trying to find a way to get it in. They used one of the poles, the electric power the electric poles, and put a little uh, milk crate on and played.
0: When moving from Chicago to play basketball at St. Louis Christian College in Florissant, Julian Brown inadvertently created a space for people in the community to play. There weren't many options besides the college gym.
3: And even after, I was, you know, permitted access to, you know, have the gym. You know, I basically got control of the gym. I was a student. The AD trusted me. The head coach trusted me. And I was running an open gym. But I was inviting guys um, just throughout the community um, in North County to come in and play basketball. And I really used it primarily first as just a resource just, you know, to have a social life.
0: And then there's Scott Clithero. Between teaching and coaching basketball at Confluence Academy South City, he learned that many of his students didn't have access to a free place to play.
3: The kids
4: that I I know go to the Y to play, um, and the Y is nice because it's it's inside and it's secure, um, and there's you know some moderate adult supervision, um, but. You either have to have a membership or you're paying a daily fee, which is pretty outrageous
3: just to go play basketball.
0: The lack of public courts came as a surprise to Allison Cousins when she moved to St. Louis from Oregon. She was used to finding open gyms at churches, at least, but didn't know where to go once landing here. I used to play a lot of pickup basketball, and I moved here and was like, where's all the basketball? (laughs) Um, You know, I used to play at churches and community centers and... I looked around and couldn't find that. You know, you have to know somebody who knows somebody who runs a gym or has the key to the church. Um, And if you don't,
1: then it's not accessible to you.
0: And then there's Noah Cohen. When he moved to St. Louis, he was excited to live near Forest Park. But that excitement was met with disappointment.
2: I quickly learned that there were no hoops in the park. There was a... uh a memorial to the, uh, to the Confederacy, but no basketball hoops. And uh, those, those two things are not directly related. I, I quickly came to understand that they were both uh, somewhat reflective of the segregated landscape of St. Louis, the Del Mar Divide in particular, and the history of Forest Park as, as a place that was not as welcoming to Black St.
0: Louisans. The lack of basketball courts in Forest Park and across the city is glaring. And it's one of the many examples of anti-Black racism. Noah's experience, along with that of his research partner, John Early, led them to dig through newspaper clippings, meeting minutes from the Board of Aldermen, and past park plans for Forest Park, Tower Grove Park, and even Lafayette Park. For Noah and John, this was now more than wanting a place to play basketball.
2: There was outcry, specifically with regard to Lafayette Square Park, about the fact that these these hoops were being taken out. And the the post-dispatch article that I found quotes both white and black residents um, of the area uh, who make no bones about the fact that they understand that the reason that these hoops are being taken out is because people do not want black youth congregating to play basketball in that park. So the sentiment is is right there in black and white in those instances. Now, those don't pertain to Forest Park directly, but that's simply because Forest Park never installed hoops in the first place, um, which I think is an interesting dynamic given how popular the game was and the fact that it was played professionally uh, here in St. Louis.
0: The lack of basketball courts in Forest Park and the removal of courts in other city parks became an unfortunate reality that people just came to accept. After hearing our story two weeks ago about the new basketball court on the north side of St. Louis that the African People's Socialist Party built, Sarah Stout tweeted at St. Louis on the Air. Reminds me of when we lived in the Northampton area. There was a basketball court in Tillis Park. An elderly woman from across the park asked our family one day to sign a petition to remove the court. Told us it brought in a, quote, bad element. A year or two later the court was moved to the very far side of the park, near the apartments. I told the aldermen that this was a racist move, and that was part of the reason why we left the neighborhood. The whole thing was super gross, and was exactly what's wrong with St. Louis. That was Sarah Stout in St. Louis. The website for the St. Louis Parks, Recreation, and Forestry Department shows there are 108 parks in the city. Only 31 of them have basketball courts, and of those 31 parks, just six are south of delmar A divide that raises questions about what sports and people are invited into some of the city's most advantaged neighborhoods. Even without public basketball courts over many years, people have found a way to bring basketball to their communities. The African People's Socialist Party, despite recently being raided by the FBI, is just about to open a crowd-funded court in the Fairground neighborhood. When we last checked in with them, an artist had just finished painting the party's logo at Center Court. There's also Love Bank Park on Cherokee Street. That's a pocket park with one basketball hoop that was entirely funded by community members. And in Kenlock Park in North St. Louis County, artist William Lechance helped renovate three full-size basketball courts with help from Project Backboard. That's a nonprofit dedicated to updating and bringing art to courts as a way to bring neighborhoods together. Through people power and sheer will, basketball courts are coming back. Community calls for courts are why Forest Park and Tower Grove Park have plans to build them. Bill Reniger is the executive director of Tower Grove Park, the largest independently managed public park in the city. Though many people say racist attitudes were behind the park removing basketball hoops in the late 90s, Bill says they were removed for safety reasons.
3: There were basketball courts on the west side of the Roman Pavilion for a long time. They were removed due to the asphalt pad that was used as the court uh, deteriorating to a point where it was no longer safe.
0: In 2017, however, Tower Grove Park's master plan laid out how basketball would return.
3: And in that process, we had multiple open houses, we had uh, online surveys, and one of the most requested amenities to be added to the park were basketball courts. So it's really a community-driven request that has put this uh, effort on the forefront of the activities that we're doing right now. So we're in the design phase of the basketball courts. And one of the things that we're keeping in mind is maintenance. So the courts that are gonna be uh, put in are post-tension concrete which just means that they're really reinforced so they tend not to crack over time. They last for a really long time. It's a great playable surface. So that kind of investment will really help with the longevity, the playability of the courts. Uh, The design is really uh, gonna be unique in the fact that we're trying to add uh, this new amenity into a National Historic Landmark Park. So it's gonna look a little bit different than some um, in the fact that we're trying to incorporate more of some of the historic materials of the park, such as uh, stone for seating walls, some nice landscaping throughout. The design that we're working on right now has two separate courts on it. So they'll be full, full-size courts. So we'll be able to accommodate you know, four half-court games at one time. We're also going to be making sure that there are attachments to the nets to drop it down so that uh, kids of younger age, as well as those uh, who have varying abilities, have the opportunity to to play on these courts as well.
0: Again, that's Bill Reniger, executive director of Tower Grove Park. A couple of miles north in Forest Park, the absence of basketball courts in the city's largest park is more glaring. Sprawling across some 1,300 acres, yes, there's the zoo, history museum, art museum, and more, but there's also a golf course, skating rink, fields for baseball, softball, soccer, and cricket, handball and racquetball courts, tennis courts, chess tables, and even a spot for archery. It's hard to believe that the park has never had a basketball court at all, but that is supposed to change next year. Greg Hayes is the director of Parks, Recreation, and Forestry for the city of St. Louis. He says that in his 22 years in the department and his seven years as director, community engagement is at an all-time high. He referenced the park's nature playscape that opened last year, as well as the Steinberg Reimagined Project, referring to the skating rink and pavilion.
4: Where there's going to be more community engagement, they've done surveys with Vector, uh, the local company Vector, and they're going to do some open house events in early October. Those are a couple examples. But yes, the, the more community engagement we're embarking on with the prospect of basketball will be just as exciting.
0: For the past three years, Forest Park has hosted public meetings to discuss the future of the park with an advisory board, the parks department, and concerned citizens. There's a nine-step approval process that each new project goes through before breaking ground, and that includes new basketball courts.
4: Step three goes through the advisory board, somewhat of a prospectus, if you will, a very general description of the proposed project. Subsequent to that, it goes to step six, which is essentially 50% design. And then finally, step nine, which goes to the Forest Park Advisory Board, and they are advisory to the director of parks. I am in that position at this time, and they recommend it for approval, or they recommend that it not be approved. So we are through step three. We continue to have discussions at the same time, we have a couple other major projects going, and then we had some other projects completed.
0: The project to bring basketball to Forest Park has been stuck on step three for the past year. Last year, St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reported on basketball courts coming to Tower Grove Park and Forest Park, likely by 2023. At the time, Greg Hayes said serious conversations about adding courts to Forest Park started around early 2020. And he said then, quote, We're excited about the prospect of basketball in Forest Park so folks can have a safe, fun, and enjoyable time enjoying that amenity that's popular. Last week, Greg Hayes said a public meeting about the basketball courts was scheduled for next week. But that meeting has since been canceled. The Forest Park Advisory Board hosts these meetings monthly, and the last time basketball was on the advisory board calendar was October 2021. Director Greg Hayes says he still feels confident that everything is on track.
4: We're just very excited, and we're excited about every park project, and a lot of folks love basketball. We have two terrific NBA players, and Jason Tatum, who's been great to the city, as has Um, Mr. Beal, Bradley Beal, they're just a couple terrific uh, folks that came out of the city of St. Louis and the area. So we're excited with that momentum and we'll just keep planning the process and move forward.
0: The advisory board's website says the plan is to still have the courts completed by spring of 2023. That leaves about seven months to get through the last six steps to have the project approved and courts built
4: certainly be interested in the continuing community engagement process to hear from folks because we want to put the best amenity out there that we can. Of course, we'll make those decisions, but without their input, we won't know what, what folks out there are interested in in terms of basketball.
0: With 2023 just around the corner, basketball in St. Louis's biggest parks could be getting the bounce people have been waiting for. And after years of misses, St. Louis seems poised to take its shot. But first, the board needs to make it past step three.
1: That was St. Louis On The Air producer Maya Norfleet. To see a map of where basketball courts are in St. Louis, and to read more about plans for basketball courts in Tower Grove Park and Forest Park, visit stlonair.show.
0: This episode was produced by Maya Norfleet. Our audio engineer is Aaron Doerr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer.
2: St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
1: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.